Welcome to the Weekly Roar. I'm Grant Brunner. And I'm Jared Ruto. This is episode 764, and uh, we're going to talk about some X-Files. It's been a while, but we're, we're finally through the second season. We did it, Grant. We, did, we seasons, got there. We only have... Uh, it is funny. I, I assume you're using Hulu to watch these. I am. Um, uh, whenever I use the Hulu app, it's like, you have 170 more episodes to go. And I'm like, oh, don't tell me that, Hulu. I, I don't listen to that. It's not going to uh, bully me or peer pressure me into watching the seasons that I don't want to watch, but I'll put this uh, Rice Krispie Treat away. That was for comical impact. I want to score some funny points with you. Yeah, so uh, I all I could hear, all it really sounded like is that your connection was bad. Oh. <laughs> so it, it, as an audio podcast, didn't necessarily work. Um, I should have brought a big cup with ice and did that, that like final slurpy noise where you get to the bottom. That would have been funnier. Hilarious. Um, we are watching the, we watched the last five episodes of, of season two. Um, Calarusari, uh, F. Emasculata, Softlight, Our Town, and Anasazi. Um, which that sounds they just, right. They just went real buck wild with the names here at the end. Good for them. Um, this these, this section of, of five, you had pinged me and said that you liked them quite a bit. I don't think I'm quite as hot on them as you are, but it is a huge step up from the previous recording. Season two started off really strong, yeah. and season two ended really strong. These were some great episodes, considering the middle of the season was bad. And yeah, it was like, I think the the worst part is that like there are a lot of like really boring ones. Not even like, not even bad in a in an interesting way, just bad in that like, why the fuck am I watching this? I'm like having to like force myself to continue through through it. Yeah, but I, I enjoyed these last five so much that I didn't even take notes. I kind of just wanted to go along for the ride because each one was re- like it was just entertaining enough where I was like, I don't need to write down like stupid notes making mm-hmm. fun of it because I enjoy what's going on. Um, if I remember correctly, I think Softlight and Anasazi are the ones that I like the most. And then I did not like Kalusari. Um, it's not that I hated it. I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't love it. Um, and then F Emasculata, like, okay. And then Our Town, no, I didn't love Our Town. But, but two of them, two, like, also, we'll talk about it more, but Soft Light, pretty fucking good. Pretty fucking good. Uh, let's start off with the, the Kalusari, though. Um, the synopsis is, with Scully's help, Mulder investigates a strange death that he believes may be an example of poltergeist activity. This is the one with the... The, the child that, that it start it starts out with the, the kid um, losing a balloon and, or or is taking a balloon and then that kid, that small little kid gets gets murked by a gets a, hit a, by a train? A hel- but it's a hilariously small train, which is the weird which is like it's supposed to like the way that it's treated is like with terror, but the train the 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 train is very small. Dude, I I watched the first like fifteen minutes of this and I had to ping you about how crazy this episode kicks off because you get a disgruntled dad who is upset at spending money on children as if that that's the that's the job is spending money on children yeah uh, and the ice cream cones the also he, he just throws away the ice yes! cream cones just just right away he's just like the kid's like no and he's Never like mind. guess i'll throw this whole ice cream cone away like hey dumbass 
fast. Give it a minute. <laughs> the balloon stuff, the kid being struck by a tiny train. Tiny. And then it gets into like a Nazi symbol and like the devil worship and Romania and like the ghost and it being invisible. This episode had it all, dude. Yeah, I, I I, just, so here's some of the problem is that like, it is definitely leaning relatively hard on like exorcist stuff. Yes. And I was not raised in a religious household and have never had the fear of God put into me. So exorcism, exorcism shit and like the exorcist does zero for me. I'm not scared at all about demons. It doesn't, I, it doesn't fucking do anything. See, I'm the same way. I, I like, I, Saint, like I just I wasn't raised to care and it was never a part of my life and it's not scary but like it's fucking cool it's metal as shit and I just enjoy that this series can take something that like honestly was not a thing before the 70s and then when that movie came out it was like such a big deal and then it was like everyone's got to do an exorcism like that's it's a but it just it just takes it to like another level not not with the scene itself but just like well I mean maybe throwing Jillian Anderson around with a bunch of like stuff in that room or whatever that was pretty cool but like dude like the grandma and like like the the blood stuff and the nazi symbol and and the kid got hit by a train like i was so like oh my goodness like every 10 minutes that they did something else that was crazy i was like what other crazy nonsense are they gonna pull and then it kept pulling crazy nonsense yeah i it is so i routinely like to think about so like white supremacy hate groups nazis etc etc they like obviously have like the big mainline reasons why they're terrible like the obvious ones that like oh they make society worse they they attack innocent people etc etc there's like there's like a laundry list of like obvious reasons why like white supremacy is bad racism is evil etc 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 and then on top of that I have like I I have moments of like oh here is the insult to the injury like the injury being the the primary thing that like racism and white supremacy does to damage humanity and then on top of it there's just like shit that ancillarily is stolen from us so like a swastika is a great example of like oh they just like here is this thing that has been neutral to good for hundreds of years <laughs> like that no problem and then all of a sudden they just take that symbol and like can't be used in in huge swaths of the world even though there are like good reasonable reasons why you might use it can't use it in because the fucking racist took it and like i just think there's so many words and terms that like if it wasn't stolen by racist shitheads we could be using these like really cool words that sound cool uh and give us and and, like there's also words that like aren't racist but sound close enough to a racist word that you're like well guess we got to get rid of this word and that is the insult to injury to me and i think that is this is like a great example of that how dare they misappropriate culture incorrectly it sucks Uh, it's bad and how dare they like you know like we can't use the word groom anymore to like oh i'm gonna groom my dog because then it's like you're doing what to your dog and it's like oh god oh they messed that one up too yes you know stealing words from from us for bad things it's bad but this but this episode was good in that it was extreme to the max in a 90s way where they threw in the kitchen sink and i enjoyed every minute of it yeah i mean again i like i didn't hate this 
It just didn't like do it for me. Like my, I, I, I hear people like I, my dad will say that when he saw the exorcist, he felt like the hair on the back of his neck, right? Raise up. And I'm just like, Oh, I don't have that experience. Oh, demons don't do fucking shit to me. Oh, demons like, Oh no, the demons are going to get me as, uh, it just doesn't, none, none of it, none of it does anything to me. So like it was fine, but I, I, I didn't end up like, especially since you had like talked it up so much. I, I, I guess I had higher expectations um but eh, you know it's fine it's it's better than any of the episodes we watched the last time we recorded now that's true that's very true but i'm a sucker for evil children like this show does evil children very sparingly but very well oh that's not true the, the carney episode was better it, it was better than four of the five episodes we watched before uh, i liked that i liked that carney episode yeah the carney episode was really good all right now i'll, I'll give you that but but um, anytime they use evil children i they typically do them very well like the the twin girls mm-hmm. and and um, there was at least one other one where, like, the kid was, like, sketching out, like, you know, the drawings or the code or whatever. And they were like, oh, my God, this code is, like, actually satellite, you know, information from the from NASA about aliens or whatever. NASA. Um, F. Emasculata. Synopsis is, after several men in prison die of a mysterious illness, Scully tries to discover the cause why Mulder attempts to find two escapees who could potentially spread the disease. Uh, how did you How did you feel about this one? Because you, you see, I think you're you're pretty positive on all of them, right? Yeah, this is another awesome one where it starts off and you're like, oh, okay, like Predator, Rainforest, okay, you know, purple pustules, great. And then you get this fun government, military, scientist, like, we're in charge. No, we're in charge. We're part of the CDC. We're part of the national guard or are they and then you get hank from breaking bad showing up mm, almost like i have something additional about breaking bad later in this episode oh yeah dean norris is the character actor who shows up on a lot of stuff but he's hank from breaking bad um this this was another fun one this was another good one i i, I, I like the vibes i think the thing that killed or that like that hurt it for me is so much of the like um i think that it has aged like shit <laughs> um of like this information's too much. The the people can't find out, Mulder. The, it, what's, what does more damage? Hiding the truth or telling the truth? And I just fucking, I, that, that, I hate that shit. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of like weird pandemic stuff that like obviously doesn't hold up. Uh, but who could have predicted being so <laughs> cynical about the 21st century and COVID back in the mid nineties when like, I don't know, things are different, but it's campy. It's fun. I, I, I'm not holding it up to like, did you hold up? I mean, it's not like they like, I don't know. It used a bunch of like racist terminology that you're just like, oh, hey, that's not cool. Yeah, anymore. later in the you know, later like, in one of the later episodes, it starts off with with Native Americans, and I'm just like, oh no, and yeah. it's fine. It's it's largely fine, but like, I'm just like, ah, oh, not another one. Ah, oh, um, you can't trust them. Uh, so that you know, whatever. I I also feel like I'm kind of at this point in the series where it's like, for I'm not against the monster of the week stuff, but for the ones that are there i need i need a hook i need i need something good i need it to be a good monster of the week when it when it is like oh i literally could skip this and i wouldn't miss anything i start being like maybe we should just watch the, watch the mythos ones um because this is like it's it's okay it's fine i i, I think largely i i'm done with like the like the virus bacteria stuff because I, I feel like they've done pro- this is probably what the third one yeah there's 
there's been quite a few and that like I but there's also like a weird line between like a virus versus like an actual alien thing that like gets inside of people and lays eggs or stuff or it gets into their blood uh I guess a little hazy because there could be more of this sort of subgenre but you don't I like need, I need you don't more like Bigfoot exploding no. in someone's face no I need more Bigfoot less virus okay I hey. need I I want it to be. I want it to be dumb. I okay. I got you. See, for me, like I, I, I enjoy creepy children or killer AI slash robots. Because mm-hmm. um, I think my favorite episode of this entire series was when people would just turn to their microwave and the microwave just said "kill." Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe less just like. Oh, we just put some makeup and we, we didn't use special effects this week because we just did a thing that exploded. Yeah, we need I, a low like, budget episode. I like the exploding pause. Don't get me wrong, but um, it's just fun to see uh, character actors that I enjoy. Uh, you know, yeah. I I, I kind of want more of like, hey, it's that guy. Because like, I feel like the show was, was big enough that it could start getting people from like Law and Order or whatever. I also feel like probably some of the things that make me like it less is just like, oh, does this actually is this actually the X file? Like if if you put this put this premise in a different show could it just be in a procedural show and not the x-files and this gets i think weirdly clo- too close to being like this is barely an x-file yeah but, i mean you want to mix it up you don't always want it to be the same kind of thing so sometimes you kind of want more standard uh, crimes to solve that maybe have a little bit of a twist but like it's not just like there's a big alligator in the sewer you know like which i or guess what is if there was an alley. alien in the sewer come on yeah what if there was an alien in the sewer um, I mean, I, like, what show did we sign up to watch? It seems like sometimes you're, like, aghast or surprised that it's just like, yeah, this is what the show does. Like, this is the X-Files. Like, this I'm is not, what we're I'm not get. aghast. I just find it, like, eh. Like, I just feel That's like fair. if this was, if this, if X-Files was made now, which I guess they're going they're to, gonna do, they're going to do that, they would, this would, ju- they would just cut it, they would just cut it down. Like, they would just cut this, they would cut, instead of it being 25 fucking episodes where, yeah, like, half of them that. aren't very good, it would be like 10 or 12 and they yeah. would all be bangers which would be appropriate that that's probably the right move is to just not have to chunk out churn out 25 in a yeah. season because i think like, it's just me it's just me coming to terms or like or like slogging through the part of like oh old tv used to have a bunch of duds in them except for the simpsons like prime simpsons there were no duds um, so the next one is good, is like one that I legitimately think is one of the better ones that we've seen, and that is Soft Light. And it is written by Vince Gilligan. Hey! And starring Tony Shaloub. See, this is what I mean. More character actors like Tony Shaloub to show up and take over episodes, or like Bradley Whitford, or, or, because boy, did I enjoy seeing Tony Shaloub look miserable as a guy who can't mm-hmm. sleep. Also, it, you know, un- <coughs> on the X-Files wiki, it, call, it calls this a monster of the week story independent from the, the mythos arcs. Uh, but here's what I, I, I don't entirely agree with that. And I, I think that's probably some amount of wiggle room on what you count as like a mythos episode and what you count as a monster of the week because you get so much more about, um, I had to look up his name. X is what they just call it, but like the 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 successor to Deep Throat. Um, we get so much more character from him in this. Like we get to like understand how he and Mulder like operate, and we get like a better understanding that like oh he like there is there is conflict in in this. This is not just all good or all bad. Like there isn't like all the way allied and all or all the way opposed. 
there's like complexity with with Mulder's like connections to other parts of the government. And I think that's like really interesting. And if you skip this on like a skip list because it's marked as like a monster of the week episode that you would be missing out. I agree with everything you said. And uh, I, I definitely think that the X-Files going forward in the future has room, hopefully, to grow more about this sort of like secret invisible enemy that's beyond the smoking man. Mm-hmm. And I guess the, the the quote unquote good guys or anti-heroes that is like Mr. X, the sort of like opposing force, but they also have their own agenda. Yeah. Like, But then you could also get into space stuff with dark energy and dark matter because it was super cool seeing people just fall through shadows and get sucked into like a dark void or whatever that was awesome yeah it is weird so like this is because like this this like touches on like a like a straight up science fiction like heavy on the science part um is that it has the same problem that lots of science fiction has is that like oh you're starting to use like terms that we're like actively investigating and like because like a um like you're 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 dealing with like particle accelerators that like we're actively developing and like after this episode airs there's like substantial like development and so like you have the you run this risk of like making your product like indecipherable to future generations like if you go too too far in the like oh here's here like it's this is uh ripped from the headlines in this is the cutting edge of science uh we're gonna write fiction around it you run the risk of being like oh in like a year this will be indecipherable because we went down this route and said no 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 this this is not how any of this works. In a year, everyone is going to eat food made out of quarks, and quarks will just be like so commonplace that it's like you can't become an evil monster based off of quarks. It is whatever. wild because it's like, oh, we can't, like, oh, she says something along the lines of, like, well, we can't prove that quarks exist, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that, at least <laughs> now, we're, we have a pretty firm understanding of how quarks work. Sub- subatomic particles are not controversial at this point. Uh, uh, string theory, just, just toss out some meaningless phrases and see if that kind of works but i i liked i liked their chase um of a guy who doesn't want any trouble but then accidentally just kills cops uh based on a weird splinter cell like shadow and light system and i liked the 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 turn at the end you always gonna have a guy who you thought was just like neutral or good turn and be evil that was always great um yeah this was a really good episode i enjoyed it i also kind i liked the effect they use when the person gets like sucked into the floor oh it's fabulous i i think that like it like it, it weirdly holds up i don't i don't i can't i can't even tell you why but i'm just like no i believe this it's it's perfect and that it's not too cheap and fake and it's not obviously photorealistic but it's this nice like it, it lives in this perfect place that like early cg was like jurassic park they like took very careful measures to make the practical and cg balance so that it's like you're switching between it and it looks really good now instead of just relying on everything being cg um but yeah it had, yeah it had because like a nice now you have your your pipeline and it's like well everything has to be cg and it's like but this looks like ass and they're like well we already filmed it so you got to do it anyway um where previously when cg was like in a more nascent state it was like we need to pick and choose when we can do this because otherwise it will be fucking terrible <laughs> 
but it also kind of kind of when people went through it kind of looked like they were made of mountain dew pitch black which also is like dark purple Your favorite. with little stars and glitter and celestial bodies and yeah it, it's quickly climbing the ranks of being one of the best mountain dew flavors but that's another conversation for how what percentage of you are, is made out of mountain dew pitch black Ten percent. That sounds right. I believe it. Um, yeah, but no. This I thought. I really thought you were going to say this is climbing the ranks of being like a uh, like a top episode that we've seen, and I would agree with that. I think. Oh, probably- yeah, that too. Yeah. I, th- I mean, don't get me wrong. This can climb all sorts of ranks because I love Tony Shalhoub, um, and I look forward to seeing him as Miss Maisel's father in the final season of that show, which is coming back. Tony Shalhoub, one of my favorites, and I think this gig landed him the role in all the Men in Black movies of arms dealer who sells alien weapons to Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith and then gets his head blown off and then it has to regrow back. I my my primary exposure to Tony Shalhoub is Wings. Wings? Yeah, I watched a lot of I watched a lot of sitcoms that were in syndication in the 90s. <laughs> Not Monk or Broadway? No, Monk is too, uh, I feel like Monk is too far. Like, I had already, like, kind of stopped watching sitcoms. Well, I guess it's not, it's it's like half, it's like a dramedy, right? It's like half a sitcom, but also it's serious. Everything is a dramedy. It's a very loose phrase. Uh, I guess it's not really a sitcom, but, like, I had stopped watching a lot of, like, mainstream television by the time Monk became popular. This ran for eight years? Wow. Yeah, people love Monk. People love... Oh, no. Uh, Wings. Wings ran uh, for... Wi- oh, yeah. Wings ran forever. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if I looked up Monk and it ran forever, because that just seemed like it was on forever, but... Yeah, totally. Have you never seen Wings? I don't... Uh, no, I probably have seen an episode, People... But... Th- here's my Here's my thing about Wings my quick side about wings people call it people call it a cheers spinoff but i would argue it's not a sp- cheers spinoff it just oh, no, takes place it just takes place in the same universe as cheers no, those characters like c- coexist those characters like can interact with each other but it's not derived from cheers in the way that frazier is a spinoff of cheers huh wow so i'm gonna have to go down the wings rabbit hole later uh you're gonna have to watch all of all of the no. seasons of wings uh, our town, I think, is the weakest of the five. Oh, because of all the weird tribal stuff? Yeah, that's not great. But also the, like, she's one of us, Bill, or whatever. That stuff sucks. Um, also... <sighs> So one, it, it, it's it's very weird that like the the prion disease stuff must have been relatively early in our understanding. We because like Scully really gives like a lot of like Kreutzfeldt Jakob disease is and like they said that <laughs> Encyclopedia so Dram- Encyclopedia Britannica says. Um, said that so like it it became like a joke every time they kept saying it. Um, which is fine. Like, like, if you've ever given blood, like, you, people have definitely asked you, like, have you ever been diagnosed with Kreutzfeldt Jakob disease? <laughs> because if you do, you need to not give blood. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, that is like all, that's okay. The, the prion stuff. Um, but I really, really disliked the chicken plant stuff. Um, the lady falling uh, into the goop. Yeah. Not a fan of that. Uh, I also, like, also, like, I, I just don't like how, how smarmy and she the guy is uh the like the the plant ma- operator guy sucks um you don't like which i guess is like his role but like all so like many places that have rural communities chickens are a huge part of delaware's uh economy 
and um, the chicken plants are run by some of the most evil fucks on this planet. Just, just wildly, wildly evil people. Just, like the people who the, the I'm talking about like the Purdue's of the world. I'm not talking about like the small farmers because the small farmers have are now like crushed under the Purdue's um, and, and adjacent companies. Um, just the worst. They just are so hell of evil. Um, and I'm just like every time that motherfucker is saying a word on screen, I'm just like gnashing. My my teeth uh folks out in the audience take a shot he said delaware well di- oh me did i say delaware <laughs> yeah you oh because well because well, like chickens are a big part of our, our community like it, it fundamentally is i know but this this took place in i'm looking this up dudley arkansas I and, would uh, not be surprised if Arkansas also is has a big chicken production. Yeah, that sounds about right. But see, I this really blew the the potential that is one of my favorite things of all time in any TV show. When a town gathers, mm-hmm. when a town gathers, you have the potential for the highest drama or the highest comedy. And I say that because some of the greatest episodes and bits in SpongeBob, in uh, The Simpsons, in Futurama, in a lot of cartoons but also in like a lot of drop is when a town or a community comes together and they confront stuff and there's just people yelling stuff out and they're just dealing with either a big secret or a big problem and this episode really bungled it oh like the like the very hilarious extremely hilarious uh recurring bit in adam sandler movies where rob schneider just says you can do it yes that is (laughs) that is precisely what i mean even in like the dark night when it's like the city gathers to talk about like the dead mayor and someone in the the crowd just yells things are worse than ever and everyone goes rabble rabble like that stuff from like south park like why would someone yell that why would someone respond to that is that helpful why would you interrupt just or what about what about when uh in, in what is it i think spider-man 2 when it's like it's new york you mess with one of us you mess, you with, mess all with all of us. us that's spider-man 1 that's the very first spider-man where they're throwing garbage at the green goblin yeah that i'll never forget so that moment. no that is no 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 that moment is amazing and then they tried to recreate it in the reboot the amazing spider-man with andrew garfield by having all the construction workers move their cranes to let Spider-Man swing through the city, but at no point do you see anyone decide this, and you don't. There's like no humans. It's just like CG cranes. Like we'll help you, Spider-Man. Like if you're Spider-Man, path. wouldn't you want the cranes to stay put so you know where you could sling your web? If you watch the movie, it's even dumber than how I'm describing it. Um, but I'll defend that first Spider-Man to the death because that is exactly what comic book the Raimi one to be. Oh yes, absolutely, all day. Well, so I, I've only ever seen it once and that's when it came out i remember being like eh but i was it, it, it was a long time ago those movies are the first two they're fantastic but I do think we're talking I, about good stuff and not talking about this bad episode of the x-files yeah because the it, it's it's not it's not it's, it's the weakest it's, of, yes, it's, it's weakest of the five yeah. um i also just don't think that like none of it makes a ton of sense like i don't i don't entirely understand the the motivation of a lot of the um of of like the the old man and and like that stuff I, I i mean i guess it's just like whatever control question mark but like why the people are getting like why he started the chain of murder and stuff i i, I it just seems very contrived and weird to me I, I none of it none of it really like like oh this is the this is why they're acting the way that they are and none, none of it none of it clicked i agree and uh if we're gonna segue into the the season finale there is a little paragraph that i want to read to you about this episode called not yet and i not, not yet okay there's one there is there is 
Um, one thing, uh, the, the, uh, the only thing I wanted to call out is the sheriff in this one, Tom Ahrens. Um, is great. I think he is the only good part of the, is the only, like, when his, his fucking, like, scenery chewing stuff is the only part of the, of the episodes that I liked. Shout outs to him. I, I love a good, uh, scenery chewing. Yes. Um, now, sorry, go onward, onward to, uh, Anasazi. Yes. Anasazi. 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 Anasazi, I believe. But I wanna, but I wanna butcher its pronunciation every time okay. in a different way. Um, so I didn't know this, but this is a three-part episode storyline with the plot carrying into the third season episodes, The Blessing Way and Paperclip. Did you know mm-hmm. that? Yeah, I, well, I knew that it. I knew that it would continue on. I didn't know it was a three-parter. I assumed it was a two-parter. So that's interesting. And this um, this uh, Wikipedia thing says that the series creator Chris Carter worked closely with David Duchovny, who shares a story credit, and it was filmed in Vancouver. But the producers painted a disused quarry, filled it with. 1600 gallons of red paint composited New Mexico with like the rocks and a blue sky in order to make it all seem like it was not taking place in Vancouver which is like that's chef's kiss attention to detail you know where 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 they where uh, the scenery that they they really fucked up the scene that the the um the establishing shot of Dover Delaware oversitting a fucking ocean ah yes oceanside Dover Delaware um that's where the hacker is they, they, they establish that the hacker who is who is associate of the lone gunman um is in dover delaware home of yours truly um and the the establishing shot is just like here are buildings that don't look like the buildings here and then here here you can hear like seagulls as it like pans over like a large body of water and it's like this is not this is not Dover, Delaware. I'm afraid you did not shoot. You did not shoot this. You didn't even source stock footage from Dover, Delaware. I, I was going to let you cook because I knew that this was going to be uh, a major talking point of the episode. Even though this episode rocks figuratively and literally, um, this is a great. This is a great season finale. It's a great cliffhanger. I I loved every bit of the cat and mouse game, the paranoia, the twist and turns with the LSD in the water, the alien corpse pile, the smoke. Man, I like that the smoking man is up doing stuff because yes, you you almost never see him. He's usually just sitting or like leaning against something, smoking in a helicopter, and then to see him like like am like be ambulant in the world is fucking weird. It's it's great him and and uh, Fox's dad and the murder. Like this is a fantastic episode. This was so good. Fox's dad. I see. I don't love the part where Fox's dad is like a part of the conspiracy or whatever. Gotta be a part of it. I, I guess. I guess it makes sense. And like, he's gotta the, feel conflicted and guilty about sharing the information because he doesn't want to do it. But he gives him like a few code words, and those are gonna like lead us through the way. Oh, it's great. They're planting the seeds to just make everything all a part of some. But see, like this is like a, a like a fundamental part of like narratives that like the old way of storytelling is that like the main characters have to be like destined to be it because like oh they're so intertwined with the reality whereas like Mulder's sister being randomly abducted by aliens and that like causing a like a series of events that leads to him like running the x-files 
is way more interesting to me than like, well, you see, he's the one. He's established to be because his 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 ancestors. Da 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 da. Well, no, his his dad was was yucking up with aliens, and so obviously, I guess for retribution, they're targeting that family, and yeah, that's but what that, inspires I don't like him. It. What if I, I like told it. you that in the Amazing Spider-Man reboot, they make Peter Parker destined to become Spider-Man because his parents were in on it, and uh, God, that movie is so bad. I don't know why I keep bringing it up, but it's it's horrible. You messed with one of us. No, that's you messed not, with that's, all of us. New York. Does that count a Staten Island? If I mess with a Staten Islander, are you going to feel um, protected? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, I'll still say, yeah. What about, what about, what about someone from Yonkers? <laughs> like, what about that? Yeah. What about Jersey City? Is that too, is that, is that too no, far? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> I would leave them in a desert, not give them water. No. If you're from Jersey, I don't care about it. Um, I, I think, I think that this is probably my second favorite after Softlight. Um, because there is, there is, there's, there is plenty of good stuff. I think, uh, again, like, the, there is a lot of, like, the, those talk about, like, the Navajo Code Talkers, which I was, like, immediately concerned about. Like, just, just, just seeing them, just seeing native people. I was like, oh, I don't trust them. I don't trust them to handle native people. They're probably gonna fuck it up. Uh, it is fine. It's fine. It's largely fine. And it's just great, great Scully stuff. The threat of the X-Files going away, punching Skinner, just one great moment after another, just a a thoroughly enjoyable, entertaining piece of pulp and and ends. I hope season three can ride the coattails and like go full steam ahead and give us some great stuff that piggybacks off of this, but then also gives us like new interesting um, monster of the week stuff. So I'm I'm expecting big stuff from season three to hopefully not have like a big lull in the middle where it's like nothing happens. Yeah, hopefully the pacing gets better where it's more like spread out and less clumped in the beginning and end. Um, also, I, I so what is it? Is it LSD? Did they say LSD in the episode? I think it was like LSD or something or like LSD type substance. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. they said it specifically like that, but they, they hinted towards it just to kind of give people a frame of, of reference yeah. so that an old woman could like kill her husband. Yeah, that's weird. And also, I mean, like, so Mulder does have some in other episodes before this, he does have some like um mood swings. Like he'll be very normal for a long time. And then he just gets real screamy. And he'll be, he'll, like, he'll be screaming, especially in this episode, obviously, because of, like, the drugs and stuff. But he'll, like, start screaming at, uh, at, at Scully for, like, no good reason. Well, that's because he's trying to win an Emmy. <laughs> and, like, what, like, why, why, Mulder, why, why are you so aggressive all the time? Or not all the time. Why are you aggressive some of the time? And then you're, like, pretty chill guy some of the time. I think that part of his character is weird. Because his brain got scanned by too many alien technology laser beams and it just screwed him up a little. Maybe. Um, the other thing I did want to call out is the the other reference to Dwayne Barry bringing Dwayne Barry back. I I want more references of the '90s. Like I want them to like run into Bill Clinton's like secret service agents. I want them to find John Benet Ramsey. Like I want them to go like full on '90s mode. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought this was this was broadly this was broadly a good episode, um, especially in comparison to our town. Um, it's good and, and and like it is nice when it is nice that it went out on a relatively high note after the fucking death march that was the previous five episodes. Death March. Yeah, I think that there were parts of that of those episodes that I'm I was just like, I what did I sign up for? This sucks so bad. <laughs> And even for these, I kind of had to force myself to watch them. Like, I, I had a good time, like, when I was in it, but I had to be like, oh, right, I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> 
I gotta do that. How dare you bail on this 10-season expedition? <laughs> That will last no, I mean, I'm not bailing. Years. I just think that I just think that I um I got burned really hard last time, and that's all. Uh, I, I, we should know. we should commit to the seasons that lead up to the movie, and then watch the movie, and then we'll reassess. Sure. Uh, I definitely think that like there are going to be seasons later. Like, I think I probably want to do a closer thing on the on the like the new new seasons, like the ones that like w- once they came back and did two seasons. I think I probably want to spend more time on those weirdly. But, like, the very, very end of the original run, I think we could probably end up being like, let's cover six, seven, eight episodes in a run instead of... Let's just do a swath of 20 episodes. Yeah, instead of, instead of like, this fine grain, because I do I do think, my understanding is there is there is some stuff there at the end that is not great. I mean, we'll I say. will fully bail on a show if it starts to dip in quality. Well, but I think the problem is that it's, uh, that it is uneven. Is that like, there is like dips in quality and then like they come back like, like season, I think cause I, I think there's originally like the original run is like nine seasons. And I think it's like season eight gets to be like people really start to dislike it. And then in like, Oh, it's season nine things start to turn around. Um, but we'll see. We'll see where we are. Maybe we'll be, we'll be, uh, on the, the other side arguing that, that late, uh, X Files is actually better. I doubt Who knows? it. I Doubt Who it. knows? Um, video games. Any video games? You've been playing Resident Evil 4. Yeah, I've been playing... Uh, so I beat Resident Evil 4 three times. Now, before you you go, oh my god, just know that like one and a half of those playthroughs were like infinite rocket launcher speedrun kind of stuff. So it's, yeah. not like I, it's not like I played through the game three times. It's like I played through it once and then like halfway through the second playthrough, it was like, oh, I have like all the, the end game bonus like cheese weapons like yippee um it's it's phenomenal i'm not sure it's better than the original i think i like the original more yeah um, i mean especially at the time like when you're comparing it like apples to apples just like wildly influential like set the set the table for the next 10 years of video games like there's a lot of stuff they cut from the original game that I was missing here the That's stuff that weird. they added yeah there's a lot there's a lot of stuff they cut like areas boss battles puzzles um, were, they, enemies. were they the shittier parts i didn't think so like i think the- I, I i i read that they got rid of like the 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 um cutscene or the like the the cute uh quick time stuff. yeah they got rid of quick time stuff in the cutscenes. Yeah. I mean, the story is, is completely revamped for the better, but you miss all of these like cheesy conversations and like funny jokes and campy silliness, and it just becomes like more serious and like yeah, I think that's the pa- that is like the direction that like Resident Evil has been on in a long for a long time is like them not them being like we have to reject the goofiness we have to it has to be serious zombie well, game which is kept, like why they kept some of it in and they like they hint at that stuff with like the names of achievements like no thanks bro and like your right hand comes off but like there is just something missing there's a magic that is missing from that original mm-hmm. uh like two guys in monk robes cloaks in like a big drill dozer thing destroying a hallway like the Tony U- Shalhoub, right right the the u3 boss fights gone the creepy watery underground cave with all the invisible bugs is like missing um like for all of the improvements that they did 
if they had just patched the original game with like the D-pad changed his weapons and you can move and shoot, it, the original would be better than this remake, even though this remake is incredible. So I, I, I didn't play much, but I did play a little bit of that demo they put out and I couldn't figure out how to do, does, is the, is the 180 turnaround still in the game? No. Cause I was like, well, that's the fucking what, that's like the thing that I think about when it's like, oh, they really revolution, like the idea that you could do a quick turnaround is like really, because like I, th- especially at the time of like, you're playing a game, you're either in first or third person and like, you're like, oh, let me shuffle behind me. And you're not playing on a mouse and you're just like slowly, cause they, they also hadn't figured out like in the early aughts, they hadn't figured out like acceleration curves of like moving the cameras and moving characters. So like there was a lot of like, I'm going to slowly shuffle behind me while a zombie is biting my neck. Um, and so I remember, I remember that being one of the like, wow, they really figured that out. Not in this game. Uh, you can crouch and obviously when you like turn your character, you turn the camera. It's not like moving a cruise ship slow, but in the Dead Space remake, you can actually run backwards. You can sprint backwards, which was actually like a really cool thing that I feel like they should have took. But, um, yeah, I, like I don't know like what else to say other than like if you were going to buy this game, you bought it. And if you were going to like this game, you you like it and they're going to make a gazillion dollars and rightfully so although the microtransaction thing they included like after all the reviews came out was very scummy we gotta do something like legally about that right about like oh you really listen this is this is fraud you're doing Because you're, you you put out the game, you wait for all the reviews, and then you patch it to be a scam. You're you're doing fraud. Like there was a living, breathing Congress who could do anything. They uh, they're not, but there isn't. Yeah. Well, if if they were a Chinese company, then it's a whole other story. We we can do whatever we want if we're mad about a country. If we use xenophobia, Jared, we can get anything done. Are you alluding um, to a particular news story? Some sort maybe of the, video the banning app. of of an app. Yeah. Some sort of video app and it just so happens to be made in another part of the world. Interesting. Um, um, yeah, I, I I'm glad that they put out that demo because I do feel like so like I played through it when it came out. And I'm sure that, like, my experience is not unique, but that, that intro part is where I spent so much time because I was really like when you're learning what you can and can't do in that game. Because, like, there's a lot of people, like, there's a lot of, of, of not zombies there. And you're really like spent. This is like the intro area. This is like your, not quite a tutorial, but like, this is like, almost like a little sandbox area where you need to understand, like, how can I hit, can I pull off, um, headshots what happens when i push them like how 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 fast do i die when a zombie hits me so i i feel like i spent more time in that area than any other part of the game by a lot and so i was like okay this has like given me any of the nostalgia hit i need and playing it and then dying immediately from the fucking chainsaw guy was like, all right, yeah, I don't need to play this, but I'm glad that I'm glad that it exists. Especially I'm glad the demo exists, but like, I don't need to play this. That opening village part is like 10 minutes of the game that. Yeah. That yeah, yeah, can yeah take no, you I'm not hours. saying that like, I'm not saying I, I spent 12 hours there. I'm saying that like it, it is burned into my brain because I, it, it is where like you learn all of the important things. Every part of that original game is burned into my brain in a way where I was playing this new one and I kept going like, oh, when are they going to get to this? And then they didn't. And then it's like, oh, they changed this from that. Well, when are they going to get to this part? And then that part never comes, um, which is odd, but I'm, I'm like a Resident Evil 4 lifer and truther, so like, I will ride or die with that OG game. I played in VR, though. 
I, I I would imagine that game would be pretty good in VR. It's it's very fun. It's it's very 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 fun. And then I tried playing Half Life Alex, and in the span of less than ten years, I went from working in a VR lab and being in VR every day to oh Half Life Alex is making me like seasick within like five minutes. Like I don't know what happened to my body and my brain, but like car rides, roller coasters, like all this stuff that like never bothered me is like now bothering me. That sucks. My dad is my yeah. dad is like very easily motion sick and thankfully like knock on wood i guess but like i've never been motion sick ever if it hasn't turned on you yet it's not going to but like i i i don't something about like turning 30 it was like nah you're old now like everything about you is now old yeah i also wonder i also wonder if because i don't wear glasses i wonder if that's part of it oh it's gotta be has to be but it's convenient my my dad has needed glasses since he was a small child um saying but i have not and he gets he will often like refuse to like have like my mother drive because if he is a passenger and not the driver he is like highly likely to get motion sick it's a crazy world out there um but yeah that's there's pretty much like all the new games uh that i've been playing what about what about the ultimate game and that is it's a me mario the colon the movie oh the movie the movie's delightful it's um it's fun it does not overstay its welcome i've seen much worse children's movies um the plot is is literally this grant hey you know in mario odyssey where bowser tries to put on the white tuxedo and the in the top hat and marry peach uh-huh. that's it that's the entire movie it's i'm gonna marry peach i want to take over no. the world to marry peach hey we should stop bowser from taking over the world to marry peach the end um but it's it looks great and the original music that they do from koji kondo is outstanding and the easter eggs are all fun the licensed needle drops are very hit and miss i don't even know why they included them um but it was a it was a fun time it was a disposable and fun and just a decent 90 minutes um i don't know if you need to go to a movie theater to see it unless oh i won't be people. doing that but i will be i will i will watch it when it comes like, when i can rent it for like yeah three bucks but like i'm definitely not gonna see it in a theater jared i don't know if i'm ever going to go to a theater again in my life like a a, a movie theater i i am absolutely gonna go to live theater but i don't know i have a like a nice tv it's nothing as i'm not i didn't spend thousands of dollars on it but like i have a nice tv i have a nice speaker system and it's in my home and it's free and i can eat whatever i want and i can pause it that the appeal of the movie is uh, of the movie theater it's so low to me at this point you don't want to sit through 25 minutes of trailers i don't I, you don't want to pay listen, $20? Listen, Jared, there was a time in my life where I would I was going to movie theaters. I was going to the movies at least once a week. And I would sometimes be like, oh, there's a trailer for a movie I want to see in this movie that I don't really want to see. I guess I'll go see the movie I don't really want to see because I do want to see this trailer. That was a time when I was like a teenager. And also trailers were less uh, readily available on the internet. <laughs> um, it was one of those things where it's like trailers might come out, but this is like before like every single thing every single like production company had their own youtube channels and da, 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 da. this was- is in the time where meet joe black would have the phantom menace trailer and people bought tickets for that and then yes. left. L- literally literally like that yes yeah um but yeah you, you know in a modern day i'm just like and what am i gonna do I spend 15 dollars for the ticket and then oh it's, more. it's well more. It, the tickets in 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 the in delaware are going to be oh. less the tickets in in new, in new 
New York, but yeah, uh, right. spend fifteen dollars for a ticket, and then who knows how much on food? Like, oh, you want popcorn? That will be eight hundred dollars, please. <laughs> yep, um, that sucks. And yeah. I just I feel like unless unless it's like a social thing, like I'm with people and they really want to go to it, I can't imagine doing it. I can't go imagine going on my own. I, like I have seen every Star Wars movie in theaters, um, but I think like even if they put out another Star Wars movie in theaters. I think I would probably not go at this point. Yeah, that I'm, that's fair. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, yeah, I don't know what to say other than yeah, shit sucks. Yeah, shit does suck. Um, what well, Mario, the voice of Mario, Chris Pratt. Um, is there any uh, reason other than putting the words Chris Pratt on the poster? Is there any reason why like, it couldn't have just been Charles Martinet? Well, no, he's he's in the movie. He plays Mario's and Luigi's dad. Yeah, and, but you know what I mean. And he plays a guy named Giuseppe, who's the jump man who looks like old timey Mario and then does like the, the classic voice and jump. And I understand what I, it's funny. I, the trailers really don't showcase him well at all. And it seems like they cut everything from the movie that had him speaking like that was from the trailer mm-hmm. and you kind of just forget that it's him and you forget that it's charlie day you know it's jack black the whole time but jack black is the best part of that movie like he is killing it he's crushing it well, um, like look at the rest of the cast and like not to say that those people aren't well chris pratt's not great but the rest of the people are fine but they're not fucking jack black no but like I, you forget that it's like keegan michael key as toad because that because they changed his voice you know it's seth rogan because they even gave him like (laughs) seth rogan laugh yeah they give him the laugh but like fucking he's he's donkey kong right he's donkey kong and donkey kong has a fucking stoner laugh they just give him the seth rogan laugh so a stoner laugh i guess so the worst voice in the movie is fred armison which pains me to say that but they made armison seems like he sucks they made fred armison do his bernie sanders impersonation as cranky kong and it just does not fit what if what if they put bernie sanders in the mario movie though they should um yeah the top 10 a one percent of koopas um pay for everything with coins and vacuum punnies um it would be great i would watch that movie yeah it seems it seems fine largely in the same way that the sonic movie seems fine although i will watch this because i like mario a lot more than i like sonic oh yeah sonic sonic sucks um Uh, but like this is inoffensive this is not poorly executed no it's not it's not poorly executed that i can say as much but pretty uninteresting in general like it, it is like a novel like artifact of consumerism it but is, it's not it like is, oh man here's a cool movie no it is it is it is short and delightful for fans to say oh they did it they made a competent thing it doesn't suck there might be one or two funny laughs including the best character in the film grant is a very happy child who voices a suicidal luma okay and so this luma star is captured by bowser and again it's a very small child voicing it it's, it's just, every line delivery is like enthusiastic and and like delightfully happy but every everything the luma star says is like life is pain and death is inevitable and the void will consume us all and sweet mercy will mm-hmm. will you know will will like when when i die is all there and you're just like what is going on and it's so funny it is so funny that they made this like random luma child like want to die yeah, I, yeah it's great no i'm underselling it. it's really great but also i i mean i don't think i'm the only person who has this but it is probably the minority position um 
in that I kind of prefer the insanity of the original Mario movie in that like it's it's you can't believe that it exists and that is beautiful in t- instead of like the bland competency of this it's fine but it's not something that people are going to be writing like there isn't going to be a content mill about this in 20 years i mean it might be ai driven or whatever but like people are going to be writing articles and doing um like hour long breakdowns of this movie because it's it's so nothing it's such a bland nothingness whereas like the original mario movie is is a fever dream it's you can't believe that somebody like that people okayed this that Nintendo, fucking Nintendo, was like we're signing off. Uh that that original movie I saw as a kid and didn't like because because it was too weird and it's bad. And it's as bad, an adult, but it's bad in such a cool way. And and now it is so bad it's good, but in a way that you only can make fun of it because it's so bad it's good. Like like the room. Oh, it's not the room bad, but it is it is we it, it's we not the, it's not dude. It is not. It's like listen, it's not good. Nobody saying that it's good but it is weird and cool the room is is like you you watch it and you just like grit your teeth <laughs> you go oh uh, you, you watch 30 seconds of that fucking man talking and you're just like oh stop saying words no it's he's, he's so interesting it's like it's like a new language or it's a new accent. You don't like, you don't know what's going on. It's fantastic. Um, I did not hear her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. It's great stuff. Um, I don't have any other games to talk about, Grant, which gives you basically a whole half hour to talk about games you've played. But I wanted to, to real quick do a fun game show. Are you up for this? I am up for it. And then we also need to talk about you going to Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a short story. Uh, Grant, if I were to tell you I did a fuzzy guard, what does that mean to you? Fuzzy guard. Touch fuzzy, get dizzy. Um, I, the the term guard immediately makes me think this is about fighting games. These are all about fighting games, but okay. I don't know what I don't know what fuzzy guard like. Guard is obviously like you're putting up a defense to uh, against a hit. But I don't. I, if uh, here's my guess, I'm going. I'm going for the ones that I don't know, which my, probably most of them. Um, I'm like I am okay about fighting games, but I am not deep into fighting games. Um, I'm going to guess that it is a kind of guard in which you have the ability to change like which direction or like oh I'm trying to hit I'm trying to block against like high hits or low hits and it allows you to to quickly change between those things that's literally what it is okay because wow. i mean like one that's for a, one yeah okay because like that if you just work through it like you know what a guard is or like if you yeah. know what a guard is and you go fuzzy well like what what what, what could that mean you know there you go yes it's, it's not glued to one direction or position yeah uh what is a salty run back Salty run back. If I had to guess, so mm-hmm. I know like what salty is. Like somebody is like upset, probably that, because they've lost. Yes. Um, okay. So that part of it you got. But what is a run back? So uh, if I had to guess, it is like they somebody. This is my guess. Somebody tries something and gets like punished or something for what they've done, and then they're like, okay, now I'm going to evade being hit. I'm going to I'm going to try to get to the other end of the of the. Let's call it the court. <laughs> the the other end the of the of the stage um, to try to evade further hits i'm going i'm going to play keep away now because i'm mad that you like punished my execution so that's not quite it but you are way better at this than i thought you were going to be yeah because i like i like them i'm just not a i'm just not like a fighting game community person but i i I like fighting games i'm just not super knowledgeable so it it, it's funny there actually isn't really a term for like punishing something like we just 
just call it punish. Like, I mean, if you whiff a move mm-hmm. and you and you counter that mm-hmm. window, that's a whiff punish. It's like you punish them whiffing their move. That's right. Like so like, but like they they try to set up a combo and then yeah. they, they fuck it up and they fuck it up able, and you whiff you're punish. able to whack them. Yeah. Real good. So a run back is when you lose a set and you immediately go no 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 play you again run it back. Oh like, uh, I see. You. Just I restart. See. Just let's go. Let's go. And you're sour sour back. grapes and like trying yes. trying to 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 diminish your loss. Yes. Uh, Got it. This is this is the most fun one I wrote down. What do you think a Mexican uppercut is? I'm now trying to think about what a so like I know what an uppercut is, um, yes. and which is like every character in Mortal Kombat, which makes me think that it might be Mortal Kombat. Although you're not a, you're not an MK person, not to say you hate MK, but it's not your primary thing. You could technically um, do this in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, you could. I think it's uh, more of a generic term. Okay, uh, I am now trying to think about what a me- like a Mexican character. They're it has nothing are- to do with Mexico or okay. Mexicans. Okay, I don't know why because I was just trying to be like okay there's probably a character in street fighter from mexico i don't know who they are but but probably Uh, t-hawk Oh, is T-Hawk from Mexico? Yeah, he's from a tribe of Native Americans who were originally from, like, Mexico, and Lily is the new character from that tribe who's in Six. Oh, and El Forte. El Forte's from Mexico. He's a Mexican wrestler. Well, there you go. Um, Uh, But no, so, you know how there are regular kicks and punches that are just, like, normal moves, and you just hit a button and you you do it? Yeah. And then there are, like, command inputs where it's, like, you do a Shoryuken, but you gotta gotta do a... So, like, the Shoryuken is an uppercut, but if you just hit, like, down heavy with Ryu, he just kind of does like a punch in the sky, like pseudo uppercut. It's almost like a, it's like a lazy. It's a wow. Oh, it, it, now I know why they call it a Mexican uppercut. It's like Boo, old school racism. A, I know it's old school slang for like. Oh, we are the fighting game community being racist. Yeah, racist. It, well, I think this originated like from Alex Valle, like from SoCal, like from like the the Southern California, Southern like Los Angeles community. It's just no, like, no racism there. It's just like a quick a quick way to do an uppercut that isn't like doing a command, but you're just you're just doing like a move that just like knocks someone out of the sky instead of having to do a sure you can mm-hmm. uh i should i should stop this game before uh i i really tangle myself up uh grant what have you been playing well so i do have one question so you you're you the way you put it I'm, I'm curious if you're just trying to give it to as like a basic explainer or are you distinguishing the the inputs you need to do something like like a like a spin kick or whatever are you distinguishing that from a combo like a more complicated combo and like that like a combo would be the the more, the much more complicated thing and something like executing a spin kick wouldn't count as a combo um i think the way the developers treat combos is like when you literally just do a thing that gets more than one hit in a row and then okay. the screen pops up and says like two hit three hit four but mm-hmm. like two people who play the games it's like you're doing like a like a song and dance like it's like a right. it's like a multiple s- input thing it, it's it, it, multiple moves in a row that all chain together or link together that so just, like you can keep going so does that mean that if you're doing something like like a shuriken which is which is like you're really like you're doing a like a movement and then you're hitting a button yeah it's not not count as a combo i mean like a shuriken if you do like if you spend meter and you do an ex version mm-hmm. you'll you'll hit the person three times technically right. in one go and the game will register that as a combo but like no one on planet earth has ever called that a combo okay like if you did like you'd have to like chain it into something you'd have to do like combo. light medium heavy something into a shuriken and but it, it 
it mm-hmm. all does it in one go so that like yeah. there's no way the person can block or interrupt it um, yeah i've always been it's always something i've been <clears throat> fussy about is is specifically the nomenclature because like the fighting game community is like kind of like with anything is that like people have people have like they just have momentum on terminology on like what counts as a thing but it isn't like set in stone like it wasn't like handed down by god that no. this is how this is how things have to be it is like oh people have decided 20 30 years ago to call this type of thing a combo but not call this other thing a combo but if things had played out slightly differently you could imagine it be still being called a combo uh it's so like 30 years ago the motion to do sagat's tiger knee was a completely Mm -hmm. different like input than it is Mm -hmm. now so when people say tiger knee they actually don't even refer to his move which is just sure you can kick yeah but it's like it's like a completely different motion because people 30 years ago had to do that and so now it's like it is very odd um and i i'm sure next time we record i'll, I'll pick some other fun ones to, to toss your way but i didn't have a whole lot of games to talk about so i was like oh i'll come up with something different for us to do yeah. uh and then casually figured out that mexican uppercut was super racist so that sucks right. Um, but I do, you, you know, obviously you're way more into like the, the scene than I am, but I do, I do like them. I do like fighting games. And I think I like them so much. I think what I like about them is that watching them, watching people play them is so, I can immediately see what's going on. Even if I don't know necessarily all of the intricacies of like, oh, how difficult this particular thing is to execute. And like, obviously if you're more into it, you would have better, a better way to tell that. And like, I know, I know, especially like the, like the Marvel games get kind of messy to look at um but like if somebody's playing street fighter or somebody's playing mortal Kombat, you can see who's doing well and who's not doing well you it's it is, it is so easy to read what's going on it is the easiest esport to watch and everything is grassroots it is not corporate so when uh if phase the phase clan went publicly traded and their stock is now in the dumpster because everyone dropped them like like there is no money in esports but like there will always be a scene for fighting games because it is so not it, it's so like not based on like a company or a business model or like uh, uh, sponsors and brands and like having yeah because they're not tied to they're not tied to one game like obviously it's also not tied to one game yeah yeah because it's like listen obviously street fighter is extremely popular or whatever but like if capcom decided to be dicks about it like the fighting game community would just literally move to another game uh well i think i think the interesting thing is that like they all play well they all play nicely together like all the companies talk to each other and all the people who make it like ed boon and harada and ono and like all these people like they made street fighter x tekken and they put their characters in each other's games as dlc and it doesn't seem like it cannibalizes anything so when they come together at at, like evo and street fighter isn't the most entered or watched game that actually is good for competition because then it makes them want to come back and like become the number one game or like they want to outdo the numbers that Mortal Kombat do like it kind of like it makes everyone like want to put rollback netcode in like it's actually like really interesting the way that it's like no one hates each other and no company is trying to like do its own thing like that's never been except for Nintendo and Smash Brothers that's literally the only one they are just can't they're out of their minds no they they don't know what they're doing Um, so I do want to 
uh, hit Georgia. You went to the Coke Museum. Oh yeah, you are a not- you are a notorious sodaman. Tell me about your soda adventure. Uh, yeah, soda's the best. And uh, so I went to to Atlanta, Georgia, to see some uh, friends that I've known since middle school, and we hung out, played some games. Uh, I did the VR and got queasy, and then we went to the Coke Museum since Coke uh is from Atlanta. It's a very big deal there. You can go and park and get like a ticket to go to the aquarium and the coke museum it's like they're right next to each other next to this very cool park and you go in and it's like it's for kids it's for families it's very much like paraphernalia and and advertising and videos of the history of coke and there's like little museum exhibits where you just walk through and it's like here's what artists have done with it and like here's the history of how we made it and it's like very cool and then there's like really three things that i very much enjoyed the the monument to new coke the, the 79 days where they like show like project pegasus and it's like the file of like changing the formula and like they're you know like all like the behind the scenes stuff on like we're getting death threats we need to do something about this like they have a little shrine to new coke r.i.p new it's coke. so funny it's so great um they have the epcot center sodas from around the world so you can like try different flavors delightful my, the thing that I liked the most about it when I was a child about going yep. to Disney World. Yeah. Uh, and then what's the third thing? The store. You have oh. to exit through the gift shop. And so I got a Sprite t-shirt uh, and there's a lot of really cool stuff that I didn't feel necessary to buy. But I was like, man, I'd be into this stuff if there was like more options. It was mostly like Coke. But like I want like Surge and and Squirt and like all like the weird off brands. Like, yeah, you're going to you wear know. a t-shirt that says Squirt on it. I can go to my bodega and get some Squirt <laughs> right now, dude. Um, but I do also, I feel like the more on brand thing for you to do is to get a Sierra Mist t-shirt. No, well, that's PepsiCo. And I know, I know that it's a different company, but like the thing that would actually make sense instead of just a Sprite t-shirt, it's way funnier if it is, here's this discontinued miscellaneous lemon light uh, or lemon lime soda. Yeah, now it's starry. I mean, I have a Mountain Dew shirt, um, but if you, of, course, if you, of course you do. If it, if you say Pepsi out loud in that place, security comes and they whisk you away and then you, you just disappear. Um, um, yeah, did you go to the aquarium? Oh, no. No, we had other stuff to do. Dude, my wife, my, my wife desperately wants to go to the Atlanta Aquarium. We go to the we go to the Mystic Aquarium up in Connecticut and um, because they have belugas and the only other place reasonably distant from us is the Georgia one. And she desperately wants to go. So the idea that you're next door and you didn't go, I think will be very funny. Yeah, we were doing other stuff. Yeah, you had video games to play. Can't play those on your, another time. Honestly, we did. Um, <laughs> which, speaking of video games, did you play any video games? I did play video games. Mass Effect. Uh, I fi- I pl- played Mass Effect 2 and 3 to completion. Um, I, I love those games. They're so good. And then I rolled, so I, they, they're great. They still hold up. I, I'm playing the Legendary Edition, which um, is like a, you know, a light but noticeable remaster. And um, I rolled into Mass Effect Andromeda after finishing three, and I was kind of shocked at how hard it was for me to to like continue my momentum because I was so I I had such I had such good momentum off of going from two to three and being like man I always forget that three advances the like the combat so much um, I always think of like two as the big shift. And then three being like a small, like, like, you know, refinement. But three really does do a lot, a lot in the combat. I was like, man, what a good time. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to go into Andromeda and then getting like two hours into Andromeda and being like, 
I, I, it's not that it's, it, that it's like bad. And I, I think I am, I am broadly at the time and even still, I, I'm probably the, towards the warmer side of Andromeda of, of the fan base. Um, in that I think that there's a lot of, of what makes Mass Effect is still in, uh, make, makes Mass Effect good is still in there. It's just when they, when they shipped it, it was fucked up. It was, it was not functional. I, 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 st- I remember, and I've talked about it on the show, but like, when I first played Mass Effect Andromeda, and, and pretty much like through the majority of my play, in my ship, I could not, I had to, every time I went to see PB in my ship, I had to open the door and then wait for the floor to spawn in. Because if I just opened the door and continued walking forward, I would fall out of my ship every time. That's not ideal. Uh, it's not ideal. It's not ideal. Um, they, they did patch it. It is m- better. Um, it's just like, there's so much about Mass Effect that is like visual and audio and being in the galaxy. And in Andromeda, you're in an entirely different place and like obviously there are things that they have brought from our galaxy to this to this galaxy there are there's the, many of the species have made their way there but like oh all like there's so many things that are a part of like the aesthetics of mass effect that are not there that i was i was kind of shocked that i was that i was not able to to maintain the same level of enthusiasm um, I also think that like they they so I, they've done they did a good job on making the combat more dynamic. You know, you're, you're you're jumping around, you can boost and things like that, and that's great. It makes the the gameplay more modern. But I think losing the ability to like pause and issue commands like is a bad idea. Like that is a fundamental part that makes the Mass Effect gameplay so strong. And losing that and making it much more like oh no, it's all about real time gameplay now. Um, I think is like a mistake. Did you play uh, Andromeda when it came out? Is that the only mistake? No, I have yet to play Andromeda. It's on my. Xbox installed because I got that and the Dragon Ages, all the Dragon Ages, like ten dollars. It was like a big bundle. They just like threw in Andromeda. I was like, all right, I'll I'll install that. And I don't know when I'll be able to play all those games because we're coming up on Advance Wars and Redfall and Zelda and Street Fighter Six and Final Fantasy and Diablo and July seems like a time when things Jedi Survivor. Yeah, July. Yeah, I could be dead by July. So I don't know when I'm getting to Andromeda. But no, I've not played Andromeda and I'm kind of afraid to. Um, I it like listen. It's not as good as the first three, but it's still. Oh, you it's, think? It, it's still Mass Effect. So if you like Mass Effect, it still does that. I like good games, though. That's that's the problem. It's not. I don't think it's a bad game. I think it's a disappointing game, and I think that is like so. Like when you look at it, where like how how it reviewed was like oh, like it's kind of like in like the like mid seventies on average, and like in like a, a Metacritic or open critic, and being like oh, this is kind of a disappointing. Mass Effect game, but it's still Mass Effect. Um, and then you see Anthem and it, it getting like fives out of ten. <laughs> like they like, oh no, oh no, we've done we've done a bad. Ah um I, where where Mass Effect Andromeda things were still salvageable for Bioware, and it was not until they had gone all the way in with Anthem that things had like gone all the way off the fucking rails. That's my that's my hot take. Wow. Um so Mass Effect play this Mass Effect. I also been playing hitman i've been going through and because there's like you know i i'm not going to go through and do like every s 
escalation thing or whatever, but there are still like there's like story stuff in some of those missions that I've never done because this because the the latest Hitman just has all of the all of the last three Hitman games all combined into one big executable on the PlayStation Five, and I've just been going through and mopping up all of the like the story uh, uh, assassinations that I have not done before, and I've been having a great time. Hitman continues to be just a fucking killer game. Hitman rocks. Hitman has always totally owned and ruled. Uh, I, I have nothing bad to say about any Hitmans, even the ones people don't like. I still enjoyed them. Hitman is for everyone. I So, when they first put out that that Hitman, like, I don't know, Hitman 2016, I guess is what it's referred to. Sure. I, I didn't get it right away. Because I felt like, because it, it, it came out, and it was like, I was playing it alongside Metal Gear Solid 5. Oh. And I was like, Metal Gear Solid 5, like, it feels so good to play. Dude, and that like, might be this. the best playing game ever, Metal Gear Solid 5. I'm like, it feels so good to play. And I, then I switch over to Hitman, and I'm like, this is very stiff, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Why are people so hot on it? But here's the part that I was missing at the time. I was trying to, I was trying to do every assassination, like, raw dogging it. Like, I was setting up all of the assassinations by myself. I wasn't doing any of the story stuff. And that is a huge fucking mistake. It's a massive mistake. And I, I wish I had known it at the time that what I was doing was playing the game wrong. <laughs> like, it's not wrong in that you can play the game that way, but you're missing so much of what makes Hitman good if you do that. And so, like, when Hitman 2 came out, I'm like, oh, I guess I'll try out these story things. And I'm like, oh, oh, I see why people liked it so much now. Oh, it, it's all clicked. Yeah, I mean, just having fun and being silly and dressing up as Helmet Kruger and just, you know, like getting to little mini adventures and like replaying them in different areas with different difficulties and stipulations, but with like other gear and like trying other ways and like um, uh, the elusive targets and where they're not always in like that game is a really great game to replay over and over now that you know the areas, um, which is something that games don't really do anymore. Like they're very content on like you're going to play all the new content we add every week, like Fortnite, and no one's ever like we're just going to like just replay this thing over and over but we'll like kind of switch it up every now and again because in that case you just make a roguelike so like hitman is this weird amalgamation that's like in the middle where it's like they made the levels and they are new levels but you're supposed to like replay them and yeah there's story stuff and sometimes it's like you can just do it as a sniper or do it like with suit only and man what a good game yeah and they they, they patched in that like roguelite mode yeah but but here's the thing here's the reason why i, I can't fuck with it is that it's like it disables saving like mid mission saving and like whatever you're losing progress you're losing things by, do- by if you die or whatever that does nothing for me and I think a huge part of my enjoyment of Hitman is being able to set save points and be like I'm gonna do something I'm gonna try something and maybe it'll work out but maybe it'll be terrible and like knowing that I can like back out of it if you don't have that ability you have to be like I guess I'll just do the whole thing again and spend another 30 fucking minutes doing exactly what I just did to get back to the this point and that part at that point is like it's no longer fun for me the fun is being able to be like okay i know i'm safe right now can, i'm gonna try something silly and know that if it goes wrong i can i can back up you're gonna make me install hitman again aren't you it's fucking good I hitman's good it. why why you have why did you delete hitman in to begin with because i'm because i'm gonna do other stuff but then you, you're just gonna make me like you where all you do is you just replay the same handful of games like i have a oh that's not true jared that's not true i i 
if you had if you have heard me talk to Rob and Laughlin on this podcast, I play so many games. I am just in a I am just in a a chill mode right now, waiting for games to come out. I play so many games, and I I spend so much time with with Rob and Laughlin on this podcast, being like, "So you guys play any games?" And then being like, "No, play The Sims." I I have a friend who I will like buy games for, and all he wants to do is just replay Skyrim and like Fallout and Warframe and then or Destiny. It's like it's like he will he'll never play anything new and anything new he doesn't like because it's not Skyrim or Warframe or Destiny. It's just like you're so lame. Like fucking buy new games, you, you schmuck. Um, but I have I have been playing those old games because I know that I'm about to be inundated. The, the video oh, games God. are back. We're gonna um, be so busy. Tom- uh, so two days from when we're recording this, Burning Shores comes out, the DLC for Horizon, and then I have like. A week and a half to play that. And then Jedi Survivor comes out. And I have like a week and a half to play that. And then uh Zelda comes out. And then and then I have about a month to play that. <coughs> and then Final Fantasy 16 comes out. And then within there is is Redfall, but I think I have I have uh decided that Redfall will wait. Yeah, Redfall can wait. Um Advance Wars is this Friday. Um Dead I don't know. coming. I'm not gonna play it, but Dead Island I, is coming. Dead, yeah, Dead, Dead. I, I don't know what I'm gonna do once Street Fighter comes out, because it's like that. That'll just be like the forever game that I play, and I have an arcade stick like ready to go, like a new one. Uh, this this is making my my head spin. Just how much stuff is coming out between like this week and early June? Like it's preposterous. Uh, I'm not gonna play it, but also like Diablo Four is is hitting. There's yeah, a bunch that's another of shit. one that can wait for me. Um, there's so ooh. much stuff. There's, there's too, too much stuff. stuff. Too much All stuff. Right, let's wrap this sucker up. Uh, Jared, where can people find you on the internet? Twitter.com slash Jared Russo. If you want to see what I do, head over to GrantBruner.com. For the Weekly Roar, I'm Grant Bruner. And I am very busy. Jared Russo. Have a good one. Shop back